You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, I'm partner and certified elder law attorney, Barbara McGinnis. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. As we're speaking with Matt Helton, he's the branch manager of One Trust Home Loans. We're going to talk about reverse mortgages today. Welcome, Matt. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So people ask me about reverse mortgages all the time, and most people think about them as a last resort for an income stream. Obviously, with our clients, it's probably to help pay for care at home, but it could be for a variety of reasons. What are some of the reasons someone not in that situation would get a reverse mortgage? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great question. And you are are correct. It's definitely thought of as a uh, option of last resort. And, you know, by all means, um, that's definitely a good solution. But we've found there's three or four other reasons it seems to work um, really well. Um, number one we've found is it just kind of use the phrase longevity. So we've seen that it's the challenge with a lot of things is, is just everyone's got great ideas, but how to pay for it we found right now with everything the way the world is. So as far as the longevity piece, we've had a lot of people use it to kind of plan for the future. So you've heard of uh, setting your home up, like getting your nursery ready, right? And have to have babies. Yes. Well, you're baby proof in the home. A lot of people have decided to, uh, I guess, senior proof the home almost against their self. So as they're thinking of staying in the home long term, you can use it to um, widen the doors, you know, to fix the, get railways on the uh, porches and outside and basically just set the home up for long-term for seniors, for they to, for them to live there themselves. So, you know, longevity set up the home. And then they also can have the ability to pay for uh, in-home care for clients that, uh, that need to have that, you know, either 24 seven or hourly care. So that's another, another big reason why we've seen it work well. Um, a second reason we've seen it work people to do the loans are lifestyle. So as you know, um, most people on a fixed income, if they just had a little extra money, it would really help them. They maybe don't even need thousand or $2,000 a month, but, um, just by having the ability to do a loan where they don't have to make a mortgage payment anymore, if they don't want to, you know, the, I think it's 40, 40 plus percent of people enter into retirement with a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So they have the ability just to wipe out that mortgage, not pay the eight hundred thousand for some people two thousand dollars a month every month to have that as an optional optional payment. Mm-hmm. Really increases someone's lifestyle in um, in retirement. So we've seen that be a really really big need. And then um, another thing that we've seen work too, besides loan of last resort, is legacy. So. Um, a lot of people has a great idea about leaving a legacy and wanting to do things for the future. Unfortunately, most people's legacy plan includes passing away. And I don't know about you, but if I could remove that from a plan, it would make the plan more exciting. If that makes sense. <laughs> 
That's yeah. interesting. That's interesting phraseology because we can't really remove it from, you know, I mean, we're, we are going to die at some point exactly. in time, but, but, but I think plan. you're going to make another point with that. Yes, Go ahead. But, but the plan, if the plan includes leaving a legacy, meaning you have to be gone, right? You pass away, yes. you give your life insurance, you give the house, right? Well, we've had people that's been able to use these programs to be able to tap into the equity in their home and then leave a legacy, start to donate to their church, maybe fund the kid, their grandkids' college fund. Uh, maybe give to that charity that you want to give to or have something happen for your kids. You can see that happen while you're still alive, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, it does yeah. make sense. I don't it think it's anything I've thought about in the past, but um, I haven't thought about using a reverse mortgage in that way, but it totally makes sense. I, and I don't know, this may be foolish on my part, but just thinking out loud right now, you know, the market is so volatile that it would be not a great time to pull. I don't think it's a great time to pull money out right now. You're probably still going to have to sit and ride that this period of uncertainty. But if you needed extra money, going ahead and using the equity in your home seems to make sense to supplement ordinary income as opposed to taking money out of your investment accounts right now. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, what we've seen work really well is um, you, you mentioned about the uh, kind of the loan of last resort. What we've seen work well too is we work alongside the financial advisors and to come up with a plan because um, the, the exact phrase they call it in the financial services world is the sequence of return risk, mm-hmm. which, which is um, the amount of time your money lasts if you pull it out at the wrong time, right? So depending on, you know, if the market's down 20 or 30%, your investments are going to last much, it's going to last uh, a lot less than if you pull it when the market's up 30%, if that makes sense. Yes. So, you know, let's say if you, heaven forbid, you retired in 2008, right when the market crashed, or if you retired right when COVID hit and the market went down to uh, 18,000, you're going to pull money out at at a loss. So you are correct. We've had a lot of people decide that, hey, I can set this up. I can pull equity from my home to live off of mm-hmm. while the market's volatile. And that gives me time for my resources to bounce back because um, the phrase a lot of the financial advisors will tell us, it's not timing the market, it's time in the market that's mm-hmm. important. So we've, um, you know, we run statistics on, um, if a client will use their home equity and it'll allow them to, let's say you retire, you have a big 401k. If you retire and you can use your home equity for anywhere between five and seven years, it's going to allow your portfolio on average, you're going to have anywhere between 50 and a hundred percent more money in your investments when you start to pull the money out because it's set there longer. Okay. I, I, I think all of that makes sense and really good things for people to think about what, yeah, what's the downside? What does it cost to get a reverse mortgage? Yeah, good good questions. So some of the um, some of the the questions that we an- help people analyze are the costs of the loan mm-hmm. and the um, I like to call them premium features because there's some benefits to them, but there are some costs. the The biggest one that people ask questions about is these are FHA based loans, most mm-hmm. of them. So there is. Um, there is the mortgage insurance premium. So basically, they don't have to pay for it. It's all part of the loan. But there's usually a, um, 
we finance that into the loan. And it could be, you know, it could be a couple percentage points of the loan amount. The, um, the, the, the situation when we look at that is we talk through it with a client and we would talk to it if they have a financial advisor, if that's going to make sense to pay those fees. Now, as you know, the clients don't pay those. It's actually rolled in and financed into the loan. Mm-hmm. Um, the neat thing about it, I, I call them premium features because there are costs involved, but those give the client some peace of mind and they're part of the consumer protection. So meaning that since there is the fee to FHA, it makes it a non-recourse loan. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before in yes. like commercial financing. Mm-hmm. So this is part of the consumer protection side of these programs is that say that, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, what happens if I owe more than the home's worth when, uh, when I pass away, right? Because your balance increases. That's, right. part, that's part of what you're paying for with FHA and the closing costs is, is that the consumer or their state doesn't pay any of that. Let's say that the loan balance is 300000 when you pass away, but the home is only worth 200000 mm-hmm. FHA takes the hit on that, if that makes sense. That's part of what you're paying for is an insurance and then when the loan is originated, I assume that's when the company, for just lack of a better word, determines how how much they're going to give you as a as a line of mortgage on, on the yep. property. They don't give you a hundred percent. Your house is worth three hundred thousand dollars. They don't give you three hundred thousand dollars line of credit, do they? You're exactly right. Yeah. So that's part of that. What they changed um, after the the Great Recession, two thousand eight. Up to there's several years in there where the program changed. They actually dialed back the percentage that you can borrow on your home. So you're exactly right on that. Because of the nature of the program, it's based off your age. Um, the mm-hmm. amount you can borrow is is based off your age. It's based off the value of your home. And then it's also based off of if you owe anything or not, how much you owe. And then the fourth component is based off of what's going on with interest rates. You know, it's not interest rates aren't a huge component of this because you don't make a payment on it. Mm-hmm. It does um, the higher the higher the rates, the less they let you borrow. The lower the rates, the more you can borrow because your equity erodes slower at lower rates. So they keep it the loan to value down. So basically, it's your age. Um, the value of the home, how much you owe, and what's going on with interest rates. Normally, um, if you can borrow anywhere between, you know, let's just say 25 to 50% of the value of the home, depending on your age. The older you are, the more you can borrow. Okay. So if you got a reverse mortgage in your 60s, you might be in that 25 to 30%. You get a reverse mortgage when you're in your late 70s or 80s, you're trying to stay at home. You might get more than that. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Exactly. Okay. All right. This is starting to make some sense here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you mentioned the consumer protection um, items that exist now that didn't exist in the past. And I guess one thing that maybe folks have heard about it for in the past that was a risk if you were a, a married couple and say one person was on the mortgage, but the other wasn't, and the person that was on the mortgage passed away. It seemed like I remember something bad happening to that, to that home dweller, mm-hmm. like the, but that doesn't, that doesn't occur now. Now there's protections for that surviving spouse, right? Right. Yes. They call it non-borrow, the non-borrowing spouse, even if they're not on the loan. So everything we do now goes off the age 
of the uh, of the younger person. Mm-hmm. And um, so even if they're not like a lot of times on mortgages, we may put one person on the loan because they have better credit, but not put the other spouse on the loan, but they're still on the house, right? They're still, they still own the home. Mm-hmm. Well, in uh, this scenario, that was happening uh, sometimes where you might have someone that's um, eligible for the product. So they were putting people, they were on the loan, but you'd have someone maybe in their 50s that would be their spouse that were mm-hmm. under the age of 62. And then the older one, would, the older would pass away. And then that would trigger where you'd have to figure out, have to get rid of the loan or all these different things. But that doesn't happen anymore. That um, In that situation, that consumer probably wouldn't be eligible for the program until both people were over 62. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, and we've talked about all kinds of people that can actually benefit from reverse mortgages. It does not have to be you're out of money and out of choices, so you're tapping into the equity. It could be just keep an open mind that this might be preferable to a HELOC. Um, you know, maybe your income's low and you really wouldn't qualify for a HELOC anymore, or maybe uh, debt ratios, I'm sure, will factor into it. But, you know, I how today's economy is in general may make this a good choice for some people. Mm-hmm. All right. When is a reverse mortgage not a good idea? Right. Yeah. Great points. Great points. Yes, ma'am. The um, What I've noticed is, is that it doesn't make sense if someone's going to be doing something just like most mortgages, any type of refinance, for example, it's probably mm-hmm. not going to make sense if you think you're going to be moving in the next six to 12 months. Um, a lot of times it just, it just won't make sense because there are closing costs. There is, you know, time of getting paperwork together, et cetera. So if you're going to be moving pretty soon, um, it probably wouldn't make sense to do it. Um, mm-hmm. The other time it probably wouldn't, wouldn't make sense if you think you're going to um, um, not just, well, selling the home, it wouldn't make sense. If you're going to be moving, it probably wouldn't make sense either. Let's say you want to keep a property as a, uh, as a rental home it wouldn't make sense because it needs to be your primary residence mm-hmm. um, on there. So those would probably be the two, the two biggest reasons I've found. And, you know, if someone's independently wealthy and those type of things, you know, it, it may not make sense, but um, I, I found we're starting to see more. Um, we did have some challenges with the financial um, services world um, that because of the lack of consumer protection in the past, they weren't totally on board with this program, you know, financial advisors and such. But we've seen a big change with that where um, it's becoming more and more um, applicable to even high net worth individuals and financial advisors because of the consumer protection piece is one. Um, Mm -hmm. But also too, because I haven't mentioned it yet, there is the, you mentioned the line of credit feature, but on top of that, the line of credit feature it actually grows and compounds unlike anything you've really seen in the financial world. So um, just to give you a quick example, we ran, we just ran a, a spreadsheet on one just to give you like a generic example. A client, for example, had a $600,000 house. Mm-hmm. We did a line of credit for them at 200000 mm-hmm. on the example. So the line of credit grows at the same interest rate that the it's called the that grows at the same interest rate that the debt would grow. So let's say you do a line of credit two hundred thousand. We ran it out twenty five years. Uh, let's say the house didn't go up a penny in value, didn't go up mm-hmm. a single penny. In twenty five years, if the person went from um, sixty five and they lived all the way till ninety, they would have a million dollar line of credit on their home. Wow! 
So let that sink in. So they would have a million dollar line of credit on a $600,000 home. Well, that sounds, you know, the on the outside world, you say, man, well, that doesn't sound very good. You're going to be upside down, right? Well, you would have access to a million dollars. It's a cash out refinance. You could pull that money out tax-free because it's a cash out refinance. It's not income. You could use that money tax-free. So you pulled the money out, you sold the home, you uh, passed away, you're quote unquote upside down. But remember the premium features that you have to pay for at closing, the mortgage insurance through FHA, FHA would actually pay the difference, the $400,000 they would lose when the house was sold. Mm. Wonder how long, wonder before, how long this is going to take before FHA figures this out, that that's not a good plan for sustainability for them. I guess mom's the word. We're not going to tell them, right? Yeah, great, great, great question. Yeah, they're actually FHA, their coffers are flusher than they've ever been before because they've um, made so much money the last several years. So it doesn't look, you know, we, we can't say never, but as of now, um, they actually cut the mortgage insurance on regular FHA programs. It's a little mm-hmm. cheaper now because they had way more money than they needed to run the program. So you are correct. It could go away if that happens. But the neat thing is, is homes have gone up um, out of the last 81 years. Homes are uh, appreciation is 73 wins, one tie and seven losses. So the last 81 years, homes have gotcha. gone up. 73 times. So the program, you know, who knows what's happened in the future, but it's been sustainable because real estate on average has gone up most years. Yes. Yes. And and in recent years, a tremendous amount yes, uh, of Great growth question. in real estate. All yeah. right. One last Great question for you. And then, uh, then we'll get you off the hot seat. Can, uh, if you don't want to be, if you get a reverse mortgage and you don't want it anymore for whatever reason, not you move or die, but you just, don't want it anymore. Can you get out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get asked that question a lot. Yeah, thank you for asking that one. So the uh, the answer to the question is yes. There's no um, no prepayment penalty. Okay. There's no um, no issues with that. Um, and, and I always want to say this: what are you, this is? I get asked this question a lot. Hey, is this that loan? Well, first I get asked: Is this that loan that Tom Selleck does? Right, and just so you know, Tom Selleck doesn't. Do yeah. that. Um, but that's the kind of commercials people have seen, right? The second question I get is: Is this that loan where you where the bank owns my house? So the bank never owns your house. There's just you still own your home, just like a regular mortgage, right? Yeah. Um, there's just a lien on the property, I know. and then just to lean on the property like a regular loan and it works just like a regular loan. So when, if the person wants to sell, like speaking of getting out of it, if you want to sell your house, you would literally just go get a real estate agent, do it for sale by owner, however you would do it, sell your home. If there's more money above the value of the mortgage, you pay off the lien because it's just a regular lien and mm-hmm. you get whatever is on top of that goes to you or you know, heaven forbid you pass away and your family inherits the home, same exact way, sell the home, pay off the lien, the family gets what's ever left over. So it's just works exactly the same way. And you can sell it um, the next day after you close the reverse. If you change your mind, you could sell it in 10 years. There's no, there's no difference. Great. Well, thanks, Matt. You've answered a lot of great questions about reverse mortgages, and I hope it's helped our listeners. 
That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 